beautiful souls. We're so happy to have you here. And today we're going to talk about one of our favorite things, which is, you know, we're always looking for ways to make our life better. And we kind of talk about it in ways of adding to our life, editing things in our life and deleting things in our life. And today we're going to talk about that delete button. What things are in your life that you could you know, do without, have a better life, feel better about every day when you wake up, what should you be removing? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So as you listen, reflect on your own life and see if you agree with some of the things that we talk about, or maybe you have some of your own. And if you do, please feel free to share that with us. So with no further ado, let's talk about deleting. A lot of what we do on this show and talk about is the add, edit, delete, right? So what do we need to add into our lives to make it more fulfilling and make it more satisfying? You know, what are we doing now that we need to sort of continually sort of edit and take a look at and tweak a little bit because life changes and circumstances change and, and what we need changes. So we just have to edit a little bit. And then we get to the bucket, the delete bucket, right? The delete button, delete, 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 like this doesn't belong in our life. And we need to remove it from our life. And whether that's, you know, toxic people or toxic traits or toxic, toxic habits, um, we need to recognize them and and delete, not edit them at all, just remove them. And so I was um, scouring for some articles and found this one that kind of was, you know, spoke right to it. And it was talking about six things that you should definitely probably cut out of your life. These out and your life will be better. So we've done a lot of talking lately about adding and editing. So I think it'd be kind of fun to say, Hey, what, what, what do we definitely need to remove? I think it's, it's a great small article, just a quick little shot as we do sometimes here. And so let's, let's, uh, let's start with the first one. Yeah. And it's important to note too, that like deleting things is hard. You know, recognizing what it is that's not beneficial for us is hard. And then actually going through the action of removing it from our lives is even harder. So just, you know, be gentle with yourselves Mm -hmm. when it comes to this stuff. If any of these, um, you know, resonate with you, uh, you know, I I don't know. I I like going cold turkey on a lot of things, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it might be hard for people. So maybe just... Right. Well, it's the, it's the, we always like to talk about, uh, Daniel, always like to talk about reverse engineering It's the exact opposite of creating a new habit, right? In a sense, it's, it's undoing a habit, right? right. It, it, it's, it, takes time. it takes time. So again, start small. You like to go cold Turkey. Great. If you, if somebody likes to go cold Turkey and that's your, that's your vibe and that's what works best for you go cold Turkey. But like, for me, I, depending on what it is, it does take time. It takes conscious effort. And I have to sort of start slow. Like when you and I talked about this before, it's like, I'm trying to do a much better job about not being judgy. Right. right? So do I show up every single day, like on a perfect day, not judging anything? Hell no. Right. Like it's hard because you're, you just are in this automatic. And then when I say judging, it, it's kind of like this big bucket of, I have a lot of opinion, like as you do and we do, and we all do, we have lots of opinions about things opinions and judginess are two different things. Judgy piece I'm trying to, to uh, work on is not having something negative to think about people, things, situations, ideas that I maybe initially don't agree with or don't understand, right? Mm -hmm. That I'm trying to be more open to understanding more about, well, 
if I don't understand it, I want to know more about it. So I'm trying to be more open-hearted and, and open-minded about learning about things that I don't necessarily understand. So that's what I'm talking about there. So, and that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Well, even like talking about the first one that they go in to talk about here, spending time with naysayers, right? So in my head, I'm thinking of those people who are always negative, who are always bringing things down. They always have something negative to say about everything. And it's just like a life suck, right? You're just totally. like, oh my God, you leave their presence. And it's just like, ugh, I feel gross. You gross. Know? Like, yeah. I feel like drained and not, you know, just like not good about yeah. myself. So like for me, <laughs> with some people, I've just been able to just like Bink, delete, yep. done with you. Yeah. With others though, it's hard, right? It's a little harder. So maybe you just start to lessen your time that you spend with them. Maybe, yes. maybe if it's like three times a week, maybe mm-hmm. you knock it down to twice a week and then eventually mm-hmm. once a week. And then eventually you just sort of weed them out altogether. <laughs> yes. If you can, I mean, and really truly the only people you really can't weed out in your life are family. Well, you can, no, you can't. Some people but it's harder. Yeah. Uh, and then if you're having to be in a workspace, you know, which, you know, unless you change jobs or that person leaves and change jobs, sometimes you end up with people like that in the workspace a lot where you can't really avoid them um, too much because you have to work with them. But yeah, it's hard. But yeah, anything you can do to try to to minimize your time with them and to really not as hard as it can be is not absorb their energy, not absorb yeah. their negative energy, because that's and we've talked about this before. You can walk into a room and your body feels the energy in the room. Right. Totally. And you know that there's something dark and negative going on in this room. The second you walk in, you feel it, your body, your body totally feels it. And, and that if you, especially if you're some sort of an empath and you pick up on a lot of other people's emotions, that could be so exhausting. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's, it's so exhausting. Yeah. And so it's, it's really difficult. So again, to the best of our ability, we need to remove negative people from our lives and just get get as far down that road as you possibly can. Yeah. And there's, so, you know, I love Gabby Bernstein. I think you yes. know Gabby Bernstein too. She's a spiritual teacher. Um, she has kind of two little methods you could use. Is, so say you walk into that room and you feel that energy, but you can't leave, right? Mm-hmm. You're in there for the night or whatever it is, right? She, um, she, there's a prayer or sort of like a mantra that she suggests for after you do leave that sort of like cleanses you of that energy. Oh. Um, and then there's also like, pretending to put like a, a magical sort of like spiritual cloak on. I do that. I do that too. <laughs> I do both of them. Actually just put your cloak on to protect you from that energy entering mm-hmm. into your sort of space. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it see, it might sound silly to those people out here. I know. That are just like, like <laughs> wow, it's really woo girls. That's really woo. But honestly, it, it works for me. And it works for me too. Yeah. And it, the way I do it too, and it's, it's literally a 30 is maybe yeah. 30 seconds. It's, yeah. it's almost like a very quick meditation. And yeah. I just, I visualize, I literally visualize <laughs> this, the shield of protection yeah. that just covers my entire body and I see it. And then I take a moment to feel it. Yep. And then I just move forward and I'm, whether it's psych, I don't, it doesn't matter. It works. It does. It works for me too. When I, when I visualize, I don't know if you've ever read Harry Potter. You've read the Harry no, Potter I just thing. can't get into the Harry Potter thing. He, he's got this like invisibility cloak. 
Oh, okay. And he puts it on. He's completely invisible. And no I want that. Him. Yeah, no, I know. So that's kind of like what I envision. Not that I'm like invisible, but I'm just sort of like every, all the negative stuff just sort of bounces off mm-hmm. me. But I, I, the visualization piece is like when he puts it on, that's like what I see myself doing. And then yes. sort of like protected. Yeah. And, and again, what it really comes down to is, and if we get back to it is we've made an intention about what we are going to accept and not accept. And so we just have a visual that goes along with our our intention that strengthens it, you know, it strengthens it. So I love that. I, I, I didn't know that you did that. And I love that you do that too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'll even, I'll even say this. I do this too. I'll put a cloak around other people around me that I love who I want to protect too. And I just visually, I throw them in the picture too. I'm like, okay, all of you in right now. Okay. You're all getting, you're all, you're all getting shielded. You don't know, but (laughs) I don't know if you've seen the Incredibles. Have you seen the Incredibles? No. It's a children's movie, yes. Uh, but the, one of the daughter's magical powers is like this shield, this bubble, and she she always protects her family with it. And so that's I, that. I, I visualize that too. It's I so love funny. that so much. And again, it's just again, it's setting an intention and and, mm-hmm. and feeling of energy and a vibe. I love it so much. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yes. Um, okay, uh, consuming. Ugh, we talk about this so much. Consuming content that doesn't adhere to the two. E's. Now, this author talks about um, two E's, and he says it either has to fall into educational content or entertaining content. And when he talks about entertaining, he's saying it needs to bring me joy right now. If I'm going to spend time consuming content, I either need it to teach me something and help me grow or I need it to bring joy to me right now. And if it doesn't fall into those two E's, I really need to analyze and reflect on how much of it really belongs in my day. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I'm, so the, I pretty much do the same thing. I think I, I've never really thought about it in that specific way, but yeah, I guess that's exactly it. And, and the content, I mean, that we all, I, you know, we still do a lot of consum- consumption mm-hmm. some more than others of things that don't bring us joy or don't teach us anything because we, we don't know how to set boundaries on what we're consuming because mm-hmm. we're just sort of our consumers. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, again, this is something that's not easy to do. Right. It's not easy. It, yeah. And you really got to be conscious about it. You got to pay attention to what you are consuming. And, you know, it was funny because um, as you and I talk about, we don't really turn on the news very much because we protect yeah. our peace and and whatnot. But when the whole Ukraine, Russian thing started, I really felt compelled to go on and educate myself what was going on. And I fell back into a habit of having the news on a lot. Mm. And it took me about two, two weeks. I kept, I kind of kept turning it on. I was just going to turn it on for a few minutes, right? And let's check in. And then again, I kind of slid back into allowing it to stay on. Mm-hmm. And I was started consuming more than what I wanted to. And I had to go, I didn't, wasn't even recognizing it. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's been weeks now. And I'm, now I have this new habit that I've already undone in my past. I have to undo it again because I wasn't really paying that much attention to sliding back into the old habit. I kind of made an excuse. Yeah. If watching the news more often, did you notice a a shift in your energy? Yes. I started feeling feelings of sadness and feelings of, um, feeling like a little out of control and feeling a little down and feeling a little heavier. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, that's what has to happen in order to, yeah, you know, we can't just hide away from the world, you know, bad things happen. And, and 
I did want to dive into it enough to be educated, but I, I think, again, I, I just didn't pay attention to the consumption piece. I should have, you know, do- dove in maybe to another source where I just, you know, go get the information and, and then move on. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I was working in the morning. I said, okay, I'll just turn the TV on for a little bit. And it just, again, I recognized it last week and I was like, oh, no, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I did feel my energy shift and, and I was like, oh, what, what's going on? You know, I was like, oh, and then I recognized I had to stop and think about what's different. Oh my gosh. I started doing that again. Oh, that, that's not good. Let's, let's, let's get rid of that. Right. Well, and what's interesting about that too. And what I, I think maybe not a lot of people understand is that even if it's on in the background and you're going about your day doing stuff with it, just being on in the background, you're still absorbing. All you're absorbing. You are. Yeah. And it's going to have an effect on you. Absolutely. Yeah. So. You know, because the news too, again, I started, and I, this is actually where it hit me. It was towards the end of last week. And I started like, you know, and I'm working in his background, but still the thing that pops up is like, oh, this person shot, this person killed, this person ran over by a truck, this person. And now, yeah, that's all coming at me right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I just, that I think I started indirectly started picking up on all that negativity and not without recognizing it. And then it eventually I started feeling this heaviness. Like what's going on? Yep. Yeah. That's, that's a great recognition. Good self-awareness there. Mm -hmm. The same comes with social media too. People don't even realize that you're, you're sliding into comparison, right? Mm -hmm. When you're, when you're looking at certain profiles or whatever, remember it's all highlight reels, but when you, it's hard to identify when you slide into that mode of comparing yourself to others And then you start to, you know, like you feel that shift in energy. And so I don't know. I think it starts with just, again, self-awareness, self-reflection, maybe how do you feel after you do sort of like an Instagram scroll type thing? We've talked about this before. And one of the most important things we need to pay attention to is how does our body feel? Yes. Because the second that something hits you as not right, your body feels it somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. So the better we get it at, at, paying attention to that and you go, Oh, I feel that in my gut or I feel that in my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like right away, recognize that and then remove your cell phone ever, you know, from that, you know, so yeah. really good stuff. Mm-hmm. It takes practice, but the more you yes. do it, the, 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 actually the easier it gets. All yeah. right. So the next one, spending money on things that don't matter. <laughs> he talks in here. He says like, Oh, where is it? Um, what, just because you're bored. Did he say that? What? Bored. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything in shopping when I'm bored. Don't need, or um, <laughs> if you're just shopping. Oh, here it is. We buy things because we're bored, because other people have them, or because companies create artificial needs. All of those <clears throat> are true. I think that Instagram knows exactly what I need, Danielle. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's they know so exactly crazy. what I need, and it's Target so knows exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I'm so guilty of this. That's why I'm joking. Oh my God. I'm so, me too. So guilty. Do you know how many things are in shopping carts across my computer? Yeah. Same. Just because I get bored and I go, oh, let's go see what's over there. And I do this exercise. I don't buy it. I just stick yeah. it in my cart. Me too. I got <laughs> like I'm pretending more. to buy things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, for sure. Don't. <laughs> okay. So this always happens to me when I go into <laughs> Costco. It happens to me when I go into home goods. Target. Target, like, do Amazon. I really, do I really, really need this? Yeah. Like, and it happens to me like with pillows, right? Do I need new pillows? No, I don't really need new. Do I want new pillows? Yes. <laughs> you know, but I did this this weekend. It was like, kind of had some spring fever. And I was, I went to Home Goods and Target. And I was like, I need all these things. And I started, I started picking them up. I was like, and I stopped. I said, 
no, you do not. I got, I ended up like having like seven things in my cart that I absolutely had to have. And then I took it all out and put it back and I kept one candle. (laughs) (laughs) But right. I was like, cause I was kept saying, no, do I have to have this right now? No. You know what? Maybe next month. You know, I I really don't need this right now. It looks really cute and it would be, I'd be really happy to take it home, but no, I don't need it. And I got really good at just putting it back. Yeah. But it's a hard thing to do. It is hard. Yeah. It's hard. Especially, I feel like it really, um, you know, ramped up for me during COVID when we were home all the time. And Mm -hmm. I would, you know, like I would just be on Amazon. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, all of us, like the trucks. It's a habit I picked up and I haven't gotten rid of yet. I haven't gotten rid of it either. Honestly, (laughs) I have it. I'm so guilty. And that's something I'm going to have to work on too. Now I am getting better because I feel like I've because consciously I have some uh, uh, goals financially that I'm trying to work on. So every single time I think about things now, I'm thinking, okay, do you, is, is that the choice you want to make? Do you need that? Or would you rather take that money and put it over here for that? Right. So I, I'm trying to ask myself more questions as opposed to just being a little, little bit more, you know, um, you know, just sort of impulsive with my purchases as, as it were is, you know, so I, you know what, it's hard thing to do and it's fun to splurge once in a while. But again, when you have goals, you have to ask yourself like, okay, is, is it more important to spend a hundred dollars here or would I rather take that hundred dollars and spend it over there? Yeah. yeah. So very, very important. So um, really just being conscious of kind of wrap that one up of how we spend our money and, 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 and really to even make a judgment on how you're spending your money, you kind of have to always go back to, well, what are my money goals? What are my financial goals? And how does it fit into my financial goals? Because if you don't have any, if you don't have financial goals, it's hard to say whether anything is right or wrong for you, or everything right. seems to be fine, right? Yeah. You don't have any goals. So always important to reflect back on your financial goals. Oh, this one, I love, love, love this, because we talk about this in coaching all the time, mm-hmm. living in the past or the future there. And I've said this over and over again, and it's something that it's, it's a basic um, pillar of, of coaching when we're coaching people, because most people are either stuck in their past, which is what's giving them problems, or they're full of anxiety about the future. It's usually not almost always not anything having to do with the right now. Right. And so teaching people to be in the present is, is so important and getting rid of living in the past is key. And what I always try to teach, and and I'd love to hear how you do it is the looking to the past, looking back to the past only has one real um, purpose. And that is to take the lessons from the past, Mm -hmm. to bring them into the present. So you don't screw up the future. So if you've made the mistake and you were supposed to learn the lesson, that's what we look back at. We look back to reflect on that. So we can consciously think about that in our present. So we do not put that again into our future to have to learn the same lesson over again. And if we don't reflect back, then it's hard to make that conscious um, recognition in our present. So we don't carry it to the future. So again, the past is meant for reflection, take the lessons and it's over. It's done. Yeah. And the only, I'm going to say actually one other thing as I think about it, there's another important thing I think about the past is lots of times we will create a story about our past that ends up as we grow 
and we expand and we become smarter and more emotionally intelligent. We recognize the stories we've told ourselves about the past weren't necessarily true. Mm. And so I always say, I'm going to give you a little ticket to go back to your past to reflect and rewrite Mm. the past a little bit, because you've been carrying shame or guilt or whatever on yourself from your past because you wrote the story that way. Mm-hmm. And now that you're evolved more and you can see the past a little differently, I want you to actually go back to the past and rewrite it and bring that forward with you to your present. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, then the future. Um, yeah, go ahead. I do similar things um, with my athletes. You know, we talk about the importance of making mistakes and having failure um, and being able to squeeze every last drop out of that, right. As being Mm -hmm. beneficial for us in the present moment for the future, right. Mm -hmm. How lucky are we that we made such a, this, you know, how lucky are we that we made this mistake or had this loss or whatever, Mm -hmm. so that we can take it, learn from it and apply it to what's coming next. Right. Absolutely. Everything happens uh, for you, not to you type mm-hmm. thing. So just sort of like altering the mindset around mistakes and failures and that sort of thing. I also give them um, an emotional cheat sheet because a lot of times uh, it's hard to identify sort of the thought process and certain emotions can kind of um, be like a roadmap to where your thinking is. So just for an example, yeah. um, if your emotion is um, embarrassed, maybe Mm -hmm. jealous or whatever. That's an indication that you're kind of thinking in the past, Mm -hmm. right? Which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like if you're all of a sudden feeling embarrassed, well, it's about something that's already happened, okay? Mm -hmm. An example of an, and so then from there, once they identify where their thinking is, maybe they can look back and find the scenario or the trigger, right? If their emotion is more, um, anxious or worried, like you mentioned, that's an indication that they're thinking futuristic. They're, they're kind of ruminating on something that they're worried about to come, mm-hmm. that's to come in the future. Maybe it's a big game or they're worried about making the same mistakes again in that big game or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So yes, then um, there's, you know, emotions for in the present, you know, obviously like joy and, uh, fulfillment and yeah satisfaction and all those things yeah for sure and i think that that's it's a it's again uh, the things we're talking about today are 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 they're hard things they're they're simple concepts but they are very difficult sometimes to try to retrain yourself to do because you know we are always are god these brains that don't turn off are always ruminating the past and the future right and that's really bad because we're as we're always in the past and the future we're completely not in the present moment and we're missing it all right life is not lived in the past and life is not lived in the future it's lived mm-hmm. here right now and the more we our mind goes to either one of those places the less life presently that we're living and that's just wrong we can't we can't waste what's right in front of us today and enjoy what's what's here for us right now. So, you know, worrying about things that have not happened or that could potentially happen. You could make a career out of that. <laughs> I mean, that could just, there's about a billion and a half things that could happen to us in the future that are not going to be good. But guess what? There's a equal amount of things that can happen to us in the future that are going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. So let's, how about every time we start thinking about, well, something bad could happen. Why don't we switch it to, well, what else could be true? 
what could happen that would be amazing. Right. Right. About, you know, adjusting your mindset, making that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But more, most importantly is, is do your very, very best to recognize how often you are leaving the present to visit the past or the future. Mm -hmm. And if you can try to just every day, just keep bringing it back to right now, right here, you know, what you're doing, who you're in front of and enjoying the now Mm -hmm. you're, you will be, you're, you will feel so much more connected to life. Yeah, absolutely. I just love this one so very much. Mm -hmm. So the next one is following a perfectionism obsession. This is something that I, I mean, this is huge. I deal, I deal with this on a daily basis with my athletes because somewhere along the way, they get this idea in their head that they have to be, have to be perfect at every single thing that they do. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's, it's exhausting for them and they're setting themselves up for failure and they don't even realize it because no. it doesn't exist. It just doesn't. It's like chasing a unicorn. It really is. I mean, well, I have a unicorn. I love unicorns. and I know they kind of exist. That was a terrible (laughs) example for us because we do believe in unicorns, but, (laughs) but, um, but truly um, this probably is probably one of the biggest joy suckers of life. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because you cannot like, if you're, (laughs) we'd all agree that like, Hey, nine out of a 10, you're winning, right? But a not a, per, a perfectionist is not even winning at 9.9. They're not winning and thus they're 10. Right. You know, I mean, I bet you, even if they got a 10, they'd still find something. Exactly. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. They, it, it's, it just zaps all the joy out of life. Yes. And I think the way to come back and he, he mentions this in the article is every day, I'm just trying to become a little bit better version of myself than I was yesterday progress. That's it. That's it. That's all we're doing here. That is all we are doing here. Yep. Progress Just becoming progress. a little bit better. Yeah. And not better than the person over there and not better than the person over there, better than who I was yesterday. I'm working in comparison to me. Yeah. So I love that. Yep. Um, brings us to our last one, actually. Yeah, let's do <laughs> comparing, it. Comparing, Not comparing yourself to others. Oh, which exactly is the same yeah. thing. So when we talk of we have talked about so many times and in so many of the things that we do is, and it's, it's a hard one. It's, you know, but, you know, comparing yourself to others, and this is like the one piece I, I, I think is important. Comparing yourself to others is different than appreciating qualities in others that you'd like to have in yourself. Right. So comparison means I'm judging myself against you mm-hmm. versus um, admiring something about you is, is complimenting you and saying, Ooh, uh, I, I'm going to work on that as part of my self growth. And I'm not shame or I'm not putting you down or, or saying that you, that there's, you could do it. I'm going to do it better or worse than you. It's like just a quality that I want to develop in myself. And, and you are a great, beautiful example of that, that I can be inspired by. Yeah. Use it as inspiration. Exactly. Inspiration is the key word there, not comparison, but I'm inspired. Yeah. So, so yeah. Another just, I think we've talked about little language hacks in the past. Like mm-hmm. I've said, um, instead of saying, I'm so nervous, say I'm so excited, right. It just mm-hmm. changes your whole mentality. It's the same thing here. So instead of like comparing yourself to that person, um, Oh, I wish I could be more like her or whatever, be inspired. Oh, she's mm-hmm. so inspiring. Right. Mm-hmm. The person is so inspiring in the way she does this or the way she does that. 
um, and just sort of use that. And, and also, I don't know, we've talked about giving compliments. So yes, give that person a compliment, right? Yes. And that energy that you're putting out into the universe will come back to you. Right. I mean, how great would it be to hear from somebody? I am so inspired by the way that you um, parent your children, or mm-hmm. I am so inspired by how kind you are to other people that you meet that are strangers, or I'm so inspired by, you know, your joy and your passion for art. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that would be so lovely to hear. Yeah. Yep. That, that sounds better than, Oh, that was a great meal. Right. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I, one of my girlfriends, she, she, she's always cooking and she's, and she just does it like it's effortless. And I'm, I am always inspired by like how, how she could do it too. And the kitchen's always clean while she does it. I don't even understand that concept. (laughs) And, and it is, it's inspiring. I tell her all the time. It's like, it's phenomenal. And I, I just, uh, I tell her, you know, and it's more than just, Hey, Oh, this is really tastes good. This is great. Can I have that recipe? And no, it's like you, I watch you and I'm inspired by you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're not feeling bad about yourself in no. the process. You're feeling good about what she's doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and telling her that, and, and she's yeah. feeling good and that the energy level is just so much higher, so much better. Oh, I love that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So those are some quickie uh, things to kind of stop doing uh, in your life that will really make a huge difference um, to how you feel every day. And just like Ian, you know, just reflect on those items. And one probably stuck out to you that was like, oh, that's me. Right. Or I need to do better in that. And maybe just pick that one and just start working with that one. And, um, I think that, uh, you just can't go wrong because again, everything we're doing here, you know, our friends is, is about pouring in. And part of that is all in the add, edit, delete, and it's a sifting and it's a, it's a movement every single day of, of, trying to find that sweet spot in our lives of what feels best. So we feel great. And the better, and the better we feel, the happier we feel, the more high, high vibrating that we are. That's what we give out to the world. And that just carries through. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, it's been great. And we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. really hope that you enjoyed that and you got a little something out of that and found maybe something that resonated with you like yeah maybe I don't need so much of that in my life I would feel better if I removed that from my life so we hope that you did find some value in that and if there's something we didn't mention uh, certainly send us a little message and let us know what you think is important to delete and we will add it to the list and so just as a quick little reminder uh, we did talk about you know watch who you spend time with the energy of people remove toxic negative people from your life you don't need it and you will feel so much better without it um and the same thing with you know watch what you consume not only in terms of just food but what do you consume in terms of um uh content in your life you know tv social media what are you taking in and making part of your your daily mindset you know really take a look at that and and remove anything that doesn't uplift you or contribute to you know education or or things that make you feel good in the moment and maybe um entertain you at the moment right so and that doesn't mean entertaining through 
you know, sitting in front of Netflix all the time. It's, you know, something that has value right now. So really watch what kind of content you're pouring in and, um, don't be a perfectionist. Really. We're not here on this planet to become perfect. We're here to grow and expand and learn and find out our purpose. And it's not about perfectionism. It's about doing and becoming more and better for you, not for the, not for the world, not for the next door neighbor, not for anybody else, but you, who are you? What is your purpose here? What are you growing into and continue to work on that? It's not about getting to this perfect place. It's about continuing to develop and don't compare yourself along the way to others. You can use inspiration and be excited about what other people are doing to, to pour into your own bucket, right? Pouring into yourself and being inspired so you can continue to do more of what you want, but never do a comparison with other people where you're kind of judging yourself, right? So we want to kind of stay away from that whole comparison piece with judging spending money on things that don't matter right now if you've just got money growing on your money trees outside then i suppose it doesn't matter but most of us living in this world um are do not have a money tree so really take a look at what um you're spending your money on because a lot of the issues that come into our life that cause uh, problems are money problems right we either had too much debt or we wanted to buy this thing but we don't have but we don't have enough money or we can't buy that house or whatever it is. You know, so money is important. It has value and the way we spend it will make an impact on how happy we are and living in the past or the future. That's not where we live. Everybody we live now in the present. So just being very mindful. We spend so much of our time living in the past, ruminating on the past and worrying about things in the future that we just miss the boat on right now. And it's a very challenging thing to try to shift your energy into always sort of being present. But the only way to do it is to be conscious of it, be reflective of it, take time out of the day to think about, okay, what am I doing right now? Am I focused on what's in front of me, the people in front of me, or have I spent a lot of time today worrying about a lot of things or reflecting on, you know, things from the past that maybe, you know, gave me sadness or, or that I'm still bothered by, and I'm still holding it and carrying it with me over my shoulder, dragging it into my present, right? So we want to continue to do the work there on finding the, the best feeling place that we can be right here, right now. So we really love you guys. And we're so happy you were here with us today and we will see you next week. Bye.